Back in the day, I used to present a radio show on Yukon's Pugs Radio, and it was absolutely brilliant. Even though I'm not coming back to present the show for another series, what we thought we'd do is reissue all of the rip ticket shows that went out with me at the helm here on Talking Smith About Film, giving you lots of reviews that you've probably never heard before. Good afternoon, listeners around Yukon. This is Pulse Radio. My name is Jack Smith. Welcome to this week's Rip Ticket Show, the premier movie review programme for this very university. We've got a very chilled show ahead. We've got two films to review for you today. So let's get on with it. Our first film this afternoon is quite a heavy film, considering the current climate we live in. It's a young adult adaptation that's actually made for young adults. This is the hate you give. Man, you coming at me for my music, but you listen to this old stuff. Old stuff? What? Better get up out of here with all that pockets of truth. Well, I got a boyfriend. Yeah, I heard, but it's all good. Really? We've been together our whole lives, though. We got time. My name is Star. Two R's. Daddy named me that. Garden Heights. Mama and Daddy says our life is here because our people are here. We got Mr. Rubin's Barbecue, Mr. Lewis's Barbershop, and Daddy's Store. The high school is where you go to get junk, high, or pregnant. We don't go there. Williamson is another world. So when I'm here, I'm star version two. Yo, those kids are lit. Basically, Williamson star doesn't give anyone a reason to call her ghetto. And I hate myself for doing it. Until the weekend comes around. I get those goosebumps every time. What's up? Where you been at? Man, I know you be hanging with all the white kids. Shut up. Yeah, when you're not around, when you go that Out of the car. Yo, Star, you okay? Go back where he told you. Khalil, I'm not playing. Go back where... <laughs> what did you do? Today, Garden Heights is reeling after the shooting of a 17-year-old black teenager by a white police officer. We live in a complicated world. It doesn't seem that complicated to me. Violence, brutality. It's the same story, just a different name. When I attack with impact, it's real tactful. The black cat waited and sat, debated to... It's best if she don't tell to five. She's threatening her. It's about more than just color. It's about black people, poor people, everybody at the bottom. I need to speak for him. You think we could never achieve the inconceivable. We don't belong, but we hear unbelievable. When you're ready to talk, you talk. Don't ever let nobody make you be quiet. I ain't named you star by accident. So, as you can kind of guess from the trailer, this is quite a topical film given the society we live in. Uh, to give you a basic summary of the plot, um, a teenager called Star witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend Khalil at the hands of a police officer who's doing a r- routine stop. 
uh, now facing pressure from all sides of the community, from her neighbourhood, from her friends, from her school colleagues. She's got to find her voice and stand up for what's right, what she believes in, what she wants her community to be like. It's it's a very difficult film to kind of speak about, especially given the current climate in terms of the political situation. What we're going to judge this film on, as we do with every film here on Rip Ticket Show, we're going to judge it based on filmmaking merit. Um, so it's directed by George Tillman Jr., who directed a couple of films in the past. He's more known for 2015's The Longest Ride, which is a romantic comedy sort of thing that I didn't get a chance to see. I've not read too many good reviews about it, but this film's got 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so we'll play a clip, and then we will attempt to review this with the sensitivity um, a film like this kind of deserves. Um, to set up the clip, this is Star and her father uh, talking about uh, some of the music and basically giving an explanation as to uh, what uh, the film is, uh, the film's name, basically. Here's a clip. I'm trying to make some sense out of it. It's thug life. The hate you give little infants. F's everybody. I know what it stands for. What do you think it means? I think it's about us. Us who? Black people. Poor people, everybody at the bottom. Aren't you on it? Pac was trying to school us on how the system's designed against us. Why else you think so many people in our neighborhood deal? They need the money. Yeah. And ain't no real jobs around here. So they fall into the trap. So, as you can kind of guess, it deals with some quite brutal topics. It's adapted from a an Angie Thomas novel from 2016 and like I mentioned it's directed by George Tillman Jr. who manages to create a 2 hours 12 minute long 2 hour 12 minute long film that doesn't skirt around the topics that it's trying to deal with. It's it, it pushes the boundary of the 12 a certificate at times because not only does it deal with the, the physical side of Khalil's loss, it deals with the emotional side as well and it, the repercussions of this um, are dealt with very, very well too. Um, so it's, ad it's adapted by Audrey Wells. The script is good, aside from a few issues in the first half hour related to getting the, the scenes of the film set up, getting the exposition, as we call it in the industry, uh, all set up and going along. But once that first half hour is done, it really does play to its strengths. It just keeps going and going and going. I seen it this last night with a friend of mine who works at a local cinema here in Preston, and she told me she was crying at points during the film. So it is very effective in terms of its filmmaking. And yes, it's not a perfect film for escapism, because I know a lot, a lot of people go to the cinema to go out and escape from the outside world for a bit. But... In terms of the filmmaking side of things, it, it, there is not much to fault at all here. It is shot really well. The score from Dustin O'Halloran is what I like to call... Um, oh, well, that's a brand name. I can't use that. It, it's a can of paint. It does what it says on, on the tin, that one. Um, but where this film really comes into its own other performances. As you'll have heard in the trailer and in the clip, Amanda Stenberg, this is her time to shine. She's been in a few of these big young adult adaptations and this is the film where she really comes into her own. She's literally shining. She's playing a character called Star. You, you expect it. It might not get 
her performance might not get much in terms of the awards attention, but it is one of the strongest pieces of work from any performer I've seen in a film so far this year. And it's apt because I consider November to be the beginning of the award season push. All the big films are on their way through. Uh, but she's got a good supporting cast. She's got Regina Hall, Anthony Mackie, Russell Hornsby, Common. You've got a good cast. You've got a really good soundtrack too, for those of you who are into your rap and your hip-hop. Um, it's not the strongest overall film. Um, the pacing issue. There are some pacing issues. There are some... Issues I don't really agree with that I can't get into on the radio for obvious reasons, but it does what it needs to do. It tells this very timely story the best way it can. I'm just thinking the timing of the film's release. What, is it a good idea opening a film now? Potentially. It's done okay business here in the UK. Um, I know some cinemas are beginning to drop this film already, which is understandable. But Hate You Give is one of those films that... It gets you thinking about the outside world, and sure, it's not going to get that big of an audience here in the UK, but over in America, this is quite a timely topic. It's opening up discussions around the world, which is what film is meant to do. Film is meant to get you talking. Film is meant to inspire the next generation. It's my belief of mine that all, with science fiction in particular, as well as timely films like this, all films are products of the time in which they're made. So I know future generations are going to be able to look back on this and like, oh, this is what society was like. This is how brutal it got. Because it, it does not hold back on any details whatsoever. And releasing it here with the 12 certificate, bold move by the distributor in my eyes, because there are bits that should be 15, but I can totally understand why, because it gets more eyes on the product. This is not a book. Well, it's a not a perfect film by any stretch, but I, I did get enjoyment out of it. That's the main thing. I did get enjoyment out of it. And it, yeah, it's not multiplex material. It's very art house sort um, of release but considering the amount of time it's taken to get this novel this short novel at that developed into a film it's taken nearly two years to do it this is something that I know everyone involved can be proud of this is a film that yes it's not the strongest film out we'll get to one of the more stronger films this week in a bit but this is a film that at the end of the day, it will get people talking in m much more ways than actually going out and watching a film. It's going to open up social change. And I'm doing a whole... I'm basically doing a whole course about that, I guess, here at, here at the university. So uh, quite a timely film. It couldn't have come out at a better time, uh, especially capitalising on the half-term break. Uh, so it's time to actually think about giving this film a ripped ticket rating. I have to say, The Hate You Give is a very strong film with very strong performances. The performances are worth the price of admission alone. It's not it's not the happy, crappy film you want to see, but if you like your intellectual cinema, if you like cinema that gives you an idea of how this world lives and breathes, this is kind of the film you'll want to see. And yes, it, it does suffer from being a little bit too long. They could have cut ten minutes or so. But in terms of what they're trying to do and the messages and the values they're trying to convey, this is a film that does its job well, and ultimately, it's worth a watch. Um, just go into this film with an open mind. Don't read too much into it. Just go in and admire the craft of this film, because 
the, the themes, like I say, are very heavy. It's difficult trying to describe the film without going into too much detail, spoiler-wise, and also keeping um, keeping Ofcom happy, let's say. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed this film. It is a powerful piece of filmmaking, and... Like it, it, it's not going to be winning many Oscars, but it will be a film we're talking about in years to come, especially from the academic side. Um, and yeah, there isn't much I can really say about it because I, I did just writing a review for my blog last night was difficult in itself. I, I was kind of dreading reviewing this film today, just because of how sensitive the topic uh, that they're dealing with is. But at the end of the day, it's a good film. It's a good film. That's all we're here to talk about. It's a good film. It does its job. And the direction is solid. So that's pretty much all I can really say about The Hate You Give. It's just gone quarter past one. Let's go on to some much lighter topics, shall we? Um, one of the things I, w- I want to do with this Rip Ticket show, uh, since I took over two weeks back, is sort of give you an insight into how this film industry works. Um, and I can tell you, uh, one of the things I want to do is kind of give you an update on the latest film news. Um, so let me just pull my notes up here. Uh, here we go. So, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is your U- new UK box office number one. We're going to hold horse on that for a minute because we're going to get to that in a bit. Uh, Johnny Depp has also reportedly been dropped from the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Uh, read into that what you will. Uh, Bad Boys 3 has been kind of confirmed by Will Smith on Instagram. Uh, alongside Gladiator 2. That was announced last night. I don't know what to say about that, really. Uh, and also, it was confirmed by Ryan Reynolds earlier this week that we are going to be getting a, uh, a tamer cut of Deadpool 2, which is... I have a lot to say about that. It should always be a 15. It should always, always, always be a 15. But something that isn't a 15 certificate, and this is, this is a tedious link... Um, is Guardians of the Galaxy and we're going to play more from Guardians of the Galaxy now because I might have closed on uh, Can We Get Your Love last week I think it's only fair I play some uh, some Blue Swede now it's time to brighten the mood up a little bit after reviewing A Hate You Give like I said it's a difficult film to review especially considering the circumstances we live in today uh, another little thing that I want to kind of bring into the Rip Ticket Show, I know a lot of you listeners might not be able to get to the cinema to watch the latest releases, so I've been scouring free-to-air television for the best films that are on television this week, and I'm every week now I'm going to be giving you a recommendation for a film that's going to be on terrestrial television at some point between the next time we're together uh, to do this programme. So... Welcome to our brand new TV movie of the week feature. I've not been able to get a bed or any any of that fancy radio production stuff sorted yet because this is very last minute. Uh, but what I want to do is give, get you watching some more intelligent, more brilliant and thought-provoking cinema. And my recommendation this week is District 9, the um, Neil Blomkamp film from 2009. It's a very intelligent science fiction film uh, that uses the fan footage sort of thing to its advantage. It's on the Sony Movie Channel on Wednesday night. I'll be tweeting the full details uh, from my Twitter account in a little bit. Uh, But it's a very solid piece of filmmaking. If you like your science fiction, you'll want to have a look at it. And this is also a neat little way of stalling for time. Uh, because I've actually get through Hate You Give a little bit quicker than I had, I'd anticipated. So it's either play more music or do TV movie a week now. Uh, 
Also, a little bit of a box office update. Uh, Star is Born is still hanging around. Uh, if you listen back to the programme a few weeks back, you'll know myself and my co-host, uh, well, my guest host now, Mr Carver, had very differing views on the film. Uh, Johnny English Strikes Again is going to be dropping out of the top five very soon. So there's a lot of new releases you can be watching at your local cine, uh, cinema, whether it's, whether it's that one, that one, or that one. Of course, because I can't say brand names. Um, there is a lot to be watching, and that is kind of indicative because there is a lot next week as well uh, with all the award films coming in. Um, so this has got me thinking, what makes a good awards film? In my eyes, it's got to have good direction. It's got to have a good script. It's got to have these qualities. It's got to have good performances. Something like Bad Times at the El Royale, which I reviewed last time we were all together. Uh, well, you can listen again. Uh, have a look on my Twitter page. Um, something like Bad Times at the El Royale is is my idea of an Oscar contender because it gets everything perfect. Something like First Man is a good Oscar contender in my eyes. So over the next few months as award season rolls in, we're going to be covering it all here on the Rip Ticket Show. So come back in every Friday from one o'clock because we're going to be covering every big contender with the with, with a view to actually giving you the scoop on what's going to be the big films, what's going to be the awful films, and what's actually going to be worth watching from a good dozen or so big contenders. And I think I might be seeing one of them on Monday at one of those mystery film screenings. I'll be reviewing that for you next Friday, as usual. So I might dedicate a good chunk of the show to Bohemian Rhapsody because there's a lot to be talking about. Um... Right, I'm just trying to think, do I play another song or not? I might as well play another song. Uh, what, what, what should I play? Do I go with T-Rex or do I go with more from Itonia? I'll just... Actually, I... Sorry, we'll, we'll just go ahead and do Bohemian Rhapsody now because I know I'm going to be talking about this for quite some time. So, to basically set up the film, because I'm doing this good ten minutes before I was even meant to be doing this, uh, this is a film that's been in development hell for quite a few years with changes in directors, changes in Freddie Mercury's, changes to, script, to scripts, changes to the whole film's plot itself. But after nearly ten years of development, Brian May and Roger Taylor can finally tell the story of, their mo- of the most charismatic frontman in rock music today. It is your UK box office number one, but is it actually any good? Let's review Bohemian Rhapsody. Enjoyed the show. I also I write songs. Our lead singer just quit. But then you'll need someone new. I love the way you move on stage. The whole room belongs to you. Don't you see what you could be? No one will play us on the radio. We need to get experimental. Do it again. One more. How many more Galileos do you want? Roger, there's only room in this band for one hysterical queen. Mark these words. No one will play a queen 
Fortune favours the bold. Freddie, concerning your private life. What more do you need to know? I make music. I want to give the audience a song that they can perform. What's the lyric? Ready, Freddie? Let's do it. You need to slow down, Fred. I just need a bit of time. What if I don't have time? We're all legends. Oh, I get goosebumps hearing that trailer again. I've had to put it with that trailer a lot uh, lately. And I'm, I'm still not fed up with it, believe it or not. So Bohemian Rhapsody deals with the formation of Queen. It's all told through the perspective of Freddie Mercury, uh, who's played brilliantly by Rami Malek. Uh the film begins in the late 70s where he's working as a flight attendant at Heathrow and he meets uh, a band called Smile whose lead singer quits. Um, he then joins the band and then, of course, the rest, as they say, is history. The film basically deals with the band's story up until the Live Aid concert in 1985, um, but it does also handle parts of Freddie's personal life, which is I know a lot of people have been kind of worried about, especially with the depiction of it, um, most notably his battle with AIDS. Uh, they don't dwell on that detail too much, luckily, because it's, it's all about the band and the story of how, how they all came to be. Um, and it also deals with Freddie's relationship with his common-law wife, Mary Austin, uh, who's played just as well by Lucy Boynton. We'll get more onto performances in a bit. I'll just set the clip that we've got for you up. Um, this is a moment where you see the band together in the studio creating arguably one of their biggest songs by accident, and you get to see his Freddie's reputation for being a little late to recording sessions. Here's a clip. Stamp to this beat. Come on. Now, I want you to clap on the third beat. What's going on? You know if you're on time. I want to give the audience a song that they can perform. So what can they do? Imagine thousands of people doing this in unison. Huh? Well, what's the lyric? So, you basically now get the idea of how they wrote We Will Rock You. Let's talk about the actual film itself, because there is a lot to be said about it. Um, it's taken them quite a few years to get this film on the big screen. I can understand why, because it's a difficult story to get right. Um, 
Getting the direction credit, controversially, is Brian Singer. Um, he he does a good job, but of course, where the controversy lies in, is that he got replaced two weeks before the end of shooting by Dexter Fletcher, who's helmed uh, Eddie Lee, Gorman, and Sunshine on Leaf, amongst other musical-based films. So a pair of them are able to create a film that manages to maintain the same coherent tone and pacing throughout. This is one of those rare films where the director gets replaced and you don't really notice it that much, and that's the sort of thing I want to see more. It was blatantly obvious in Solo when Lord and Miller left, but here in Bohemian Rhapsody, it's obvious that they managed to work something out and of course Singer came back in to finish the edit of the film so he's had a lot of input and control and like I said I don't feel confident giving one or the other the credits I'm giving them joint direction credit on this film because that is ultimately the way it should be it's a two hours hours and fourteen minutes of pure big screen fun as I like to call it it's it's a film that's also written very well it's written by uh, by Anthony McCartan who wrote Darkest Hour earlier in the year the uh, uh, the Churchill film that came out in February it's got a good bit of comic relief in there for good measure but it also deeply roots itself in the truth and the facts and yes I have distorted some details of the film for artistic license for example controversially Freddie having a moustache in 1976 when they wrote We Were Rocky that's something that a lot of Queen fans have had issue with but this is a film that is just pure purely made for the big screen in my eyes it's shot brilliantly by Newton Thomas Seagal and there isn't a conventional score of sorts what there is is 21 absolute classics from Don't Stop Me Now to the Live Aid set in full to even early stuff and a couple of live tracks in there for good measure this is a film that is designed to be seen on the biggest and loudest screens you can possibly find and I seen it big and I seen it loud and it's an experience I'm not going to be forgetting in a long 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 time where the film really does excel is the subtle nuanced performance of Rami Malek he has he he is Freddy he is Freddy. He's able to get subtle movements, get extravagant nature, even wearing false teeth to try and get the voice down. And even though he doesn't really sing for much of it, they've got Mark Martell, who's a name that's very well known to Queen fans for being almost sounding like a Freddy. He's absolutely nailed it. And they also use the, the raw vocal on some songs. Uh, he's got a brilliant supporting cast too. Lucy Boynton plays lifelong friend Mary Austin, uh, his common law wife, as he said. Um, you've got Jim Hutton who plays his uh, boyfriend towards the end of his life you've got Gwilym Lee, Ben Hardy and Joseph Mazzello uh, playing the rest of the band Gwilym Lee is almost a spitting image of a young Brian May he's just fantastic you've also got Tom Hollander playing their manager Jim Beach who is still managing the band to this day he also produced a film you've got Adam McCusker in there but what was nice for me as a fan was seeing Mike Myers pop up he plays a record executive and he makes a joke when they pitch Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but he gives a knowing glance to the camera when he says, oh yeah, no one's going to, no one in 20 years' time is going to roll their windows down and play the song at 11. Of course, referencing Wayne's World there. Um, but this is a film that is, it, it's done incredible business. It's been out a week. It's coming out in America today. So of course, those Brits got the film early, which is always a good thing. And I was chatting about this uh, after I'd seen the film with a, another very good friend of mine from the cinema industry who's also a big Queen fan. He had his reservations about it. And this kind of tells you everything you need to know. In the screening I was in on opening night, eight seats 
were left. This is a film that's been selling out everywhere. So if you are going to watch this film, I advise you, book your tickets early because you will you will want to get the best seats in the house for it. Uh, the production design as well, it's very accurate. There is a lot to be said about this film, not least in terms of the performances, not least in terms of the cinematography, and also the fact that you get to hear Queen music on a big screen, which is something that a lot of people have been wasting a lot of time to, to see and hear. And also, I guess, has been given an IMAX release in some cinemas, so that's a, a big thing. Um... But it's really roared into cinema screens around the world. Fans are happy. Critics have been quite mixed about it. Uh, I, could, I know that they just wanted to see the AIDS story done. And I, I, I went in with an open mind and I just sat there and I loved it. I loved every single minute of it. This is the best attempt we've had so far to actually make Freddy's story work for the big screen. And it appeases the core audience of Queen fans... Casual audiences may have issues with the way the story's been told, but once you hear the almighty third of We Will Rock You, as you heard in that clip, in a cinema screen with 7.1 surround sound, all of that is forgotten. Because this is a film designed for the next generation of music lovers. This is a film designed for the next generation of Queen fans. I know they're still touring with Adam Lambert to this day. And as someone who was brought up on the music of Queen, this is something that I enjoyed greatly. This is a film that I, I do not have many, if at all, no issue with whatsoever. This is a film, because I know um, some of the courses here at UCLan, especially on film media, popular culture, they, I've been told they do a whole unit on uh, popular music within British culture. This is the sort of film that they will be watching in years to come to get an idea of how music shaped the world we live in today and how it arguably shapes films we watch. This is, theoretically, this is one of the strongest films it's been a good week it's just been a good week for film hasn't it but this is this is one of those rare films that just delivers on the the hype it delivers on the hype and it managed to make the music of Queen global and I've 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 done my research on this and yes this is not by any means the perfect take on actually getting the story right but I it's just there's a lot I could say I, I could easily go for another 45 minutes talking about this film if I want to but we've got another 15 or so left before I've got to wrap it up but this is just top class filmmaking um, and yeah it's not ideal in terms of the pacing but still it's, it's a good film nonetheless so how do I rank it how do I rank it I, I, I've got one rank in mind I'm going to twist it a little bit because it is definitely worth a watch but it's also worth a watch on the biggest and loudest screen possible. So just, if if you want to watch this film, don't wait for the DVD. Go out and see it as soon as you can. And then see it again and again and again. It's one of those feel-good films. And also, you will, you will want to stay back until the end of the credits. Because there are new versions of some tracks. And also, you get to hear some previously unearthed recordings of the band that a lot of people have never really heard. I, I got to hear music from Queen I'd, I'd never heard before. And that's arguably music I want to get on this system for, for the programme, because I'm trying to broaden the music we've got here a little bit on Pulse. But Bohemian Rhapsody is just a, a, a film that is the epitome of a high-end worth a watch. Not quite masterpiece, not quite go out and see it now levels. But it is a film that you will want to see on the biggest possible screens, and I, I, I don't blame I don't blame you for going out and watching it on the biggest possible screens. It did nine and a half million pounds at the box office this week, so it's going to be hanging around for quite some time to come. It's just whether audiences who are who have seen a Star Is Born already will be able to go out and watch this film too and find the time to actually 
fit more of these films in because there's a lot coming out over the next couple of weeks as mentioned before uh, and yeah it's just it's just one of those rare films that you you know you're going to enjoy no matter what T-Rex with Get It On Bang A Gong from Billy Elliot this is The Rip Ticket Show my name's Jack Smith you're listening to Pulse Radio uh, you can right at the heart of the Yukon campus so it's just gone 22 minutes to 2 on this very cold Friday afternoon perfect cinema conditions in my eyes so if you're going out to watch a film this weekend go out and enjoy it uh, I've got a few minutes left before I play the final song. I know exactly what the final song is going to be today because I've been building a, building a whole program around it. Uh, so uh, next week on the program, uh, reviews to expect. Um, I legitimately don't know for a change. Uh, I know Widows, the new Steve McQueen film. I will probably be getting around to watching that. Um, there is also the small matter of the mystery film night. Uh, if you're following me on Twitter, you'll know I do these every now and then. So on Monday night, I'm seeing a film. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, the people I'm going with don't know what it's going to be. And most importantly, you lot don't know what it's going to be until I review it till on Friday. So there's a lot going on. Uh, as for social media stuff, uh, you can follow Pulse Radio on Twitter and Facebook uh, at Pulse Media Ukraine on Twitter and Ukraine Pulse Media on Facebook. You can find me and my blog over at Lee Jack Smith. And speaking of my blog, uh, in between programmes, you'll be able to find all the text versions and reviews. You'll be able to listen again to previous programmes that I host. Uh, I Also, this week, a new episode of my YouTube series, The Journal, went out. So there's a lot of stuff I do, not just the programme, but also a whole variety of other things. So you want to have a look at that. Uh, as for here on Pulse, uh, there's a lot of good programmes coming up. Uh, so just keep, keep coming back, tuning in. Because uh, we've we've got something for everyone here. Uh, literally, I mean, the fact that we've got a film review program is something I've been fighting for for a long time, and they've, the fact that they've trusted me with it is a, is a big move in and of itself. And I, I love every minute, and I wouldn't change a, a thing. So, anything else? So, just a quick reminder: if you uh, if you missed out on it earlier, my TV movie of the week is District 9, which is on the Sony Movie Channel Wednesday night, 9 o'clock. Again, all the details are on my Twitter page. Uh, and my cinema film of the week, it's obviously Bohemian Rhapsody. It has to be. Because it, it's, it's a film that you can just get an infinite amount of enjoyment out of, no matter where you're watching it, no matter who you're seeing it with, no matter if you've got alcoholic beverages or even a cup of tea like I do. Uh, it's a film that you can just go out and enjoy. It's, it's escapism at its finest, and that's for me, that's what cinema is about. So we've got another couple of minutes before I have to hit the button to play our final song. Uh, other bits and bobs, other bits of administration, I, I can't really think of many things. Uh, of course, uh, while we were away, because we didn't do the programme last week... Um, while we were away, A Star Is Born continued to have great success. Goosebumps has had good success. There is, at the minute, there is something for every audience, whether you're young, old, into films, not into films. So I, I, I advise you all, if you haven't been to the cinema in many, many years, go and ha go and watch a film this weekend because there is a lot to be there's a lot to be seen. Yes, tickets might be expensive nowadays, but. There is a lot of good films on offer, no matter who you are. You've got good kids films, you've got good animated films, you've got good intellectual films, you've got good action films. You've... Cinema is meant to educate and inform, and that's something that I think Bohemian Rhapsody does as well. These sort of discussions I love having with people, because at the end of the day, 
all of you, all you do is you go into a darkened room and you have a shared experience. That's what cinema is about. It's not about popcorn. It's not about the concessions. All you just do is you go in and film gets you talking. So, as we get ever closer to the, um, the hour of two o'clock, I, I might as well start wrapping this programme up. Uh, as said before, you can follow uh, Post Radio on social media. There'll be dedicated Twitter pages for this programme going up very, very soon, because I want to grow the presence a little bit more, make it a little bit easier to uh, get stuff out to you listeners. Uh, we'll be back again Friday, one o'clock. Um, and also a big hello to anyone listening again on demand, because uh, we are doing that now. You can listen back to every programme we do here on Rip Ticket Show uh, over on Mixcloud. Uh and of course uh, next week uh, a lot of films we're hoping to get free reviews next for you all next week because we, we, we might as well treat you I can also tell you that uh, going towards the end of November so, um, I can't remember the date off the top of my head but in three weeks time we will be reviewing Fantastic Beasts of the Crime of Grindelwald live on air uh, as we get all the big films in we will be reviewing them and we will be giving time to them all so uh, no matter what films you're seeing we will be reviewing them uh, if I can get around to watching them and fitting it in with all my other stuff uh, but we will be trying to get as many films as we can reviewed for you all because that's ultimately what we're here to, we're, just, we're here to talk out and talk and nerd out about film for an hour and play some good music too so that's, that's my mission objective for the programme so uh, uh, for now uh, I might as well leave you with a song which we, I've been kind of hinting at for a little while now. Um, so we will see you next Friday from one o'clock here on Pulse Radio. Uh, you can listen back to the programme again at Mixcloud, as I've said. Uh, my name's been Jack Smith. This has been the Rip Ticket Show. Uh, this is a bona fide classic. This has been the Rip Ticket Show. And until next week, we'll see you at the movies. This is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. We'll see you next Friday, folks. And that's just about it for this particular episode of the Rip Ticket Show. Join us next week for another visit into the archives. But until then, my name's been Jack Smith. This has been a little bonus episode of Talking Smith About Film. And until next week, we'll see you at the movies. Movies.